Welcome to Working Matters. My name is Carl Edwards, and we're hoping that you will join us the conversation on the web at boldenterprises.com. Today, we're back with my good friend and Mired associate, Rodney Walker. Walker Associates, hey, how are you doing, Rodney? I'm doing well. Cool. How are you today? We're doing great, especially because we're having fun with the challenges of the not-for-profit organization. And Challenges? Do they have some, challenges? <laughs> well, the rest of us do. Yes, they do. And like we're here thing. to learn from you because some of these things are, well, they're all an integral part of running an organization, but they are not part of why many people begin not-for-profit. It's part of their initial passion. And today we're going to be looking at one of those areas, which is fundraising and and funding this enterprise. Definitely one of those areas where may not even be on a founder's mind when they want to act on a certain passion and get involved. Sure. You know, you you find that quite often with with nonprofits, they have uh, lots of passion, people that are passionate about a cause, a mission, and they want to do something good for the community, good for the world. And that's great. But as uh, we all know, money has a great impact on how an organization is able to move forward with accomplishing that mission or vision. And um, the fundraising component is like the oxygen for an organization. No funds makes it a lot harder to do Mm. what you want to do. As we dig into this, I kind of had two things on my mind today. Here you speak to the organizations where, you know, the fundraising feels maybe dirty, unnecessary. It's in the way. I mean, we're helping people. We're trying to change the world. And I got to stop that and go, you know, bow down to these rich people and try and get their money. That's kind of one angle. And the other angle I wanted, I would look at is, you know, fundraising can take over. It can take on a life of its own and almost become what you're about and just sustaining your own organization. So which one of those you want to tackle first? You know, let's deal with the first one. I mean, the, both of them are very relevant issues with, with nonprofits. The fear of asking someone for money. The coinage kind of goes like this or the saying goes like this. If you don't ask, you don't receive. You don't get any money unless you go out and ask. So um, there are people that are sometimes on the street that may be homeless. And just think about it from your perspective. Why do we give to people that are on the street that are homeless or mm-hmm. that, that are there maybe on a street corner with a sign? The reason that we give, besides just the compassion that we may feel in our heart, is because they ask. That's right. We're, we're not out looking for places exactly to drop because, a... Exactly, because there are people that have needs mm-hmm. all over. But they make they make an ask, and so one of the things that I encourage uh, nonprofit executive directors or those within the context of fundraising that they do some training and also do some things to help assist people get beyond their fear of asking individuals, foundations, and others to support the good things that is being done within the context of their organization. So I'm hearing two things there. One is kind of an attitude change. You may not like money. You don't want to be about money, but this is oxygen. Unless you come to terms with the fact that it's your oxygen, you are going to choke. You are going to... You're full. Yeah, you're going to fold. Yeah, you definitely will fold. Unless, you know, you know there, there's some, some causes that may not require as much money, but most organizations that are wanting to grow to expand, to really see their, their visions and their missions fleshed out, have to have money. And so um, getting a game plan set mm. from the beginning, almost like a roadmap. What I see a lot of nonprofits do is try to get from Los Angeles to New York 
And just imagine trying to do that without a roadmap. It becomes very difficult. And so a lot of fundraising efforts within nonprofits are done the same way. They're doing it without a roadmap. So one of the first things that I encourage nonprofits to do is to say, how are we going to get to where we're trying to go with our funding strategies? What are the things that we're going to try to do? And also making sure that we don't limit ourselves to one revenue stream. What do you mean by that? Like a single donor? Single donor, one method of receiving funds. Some some people, uh, organizations rely solely on grants, uh, which I don't encourage. Uh, others mm. uh, may be relying on a few funders, but having diverse funding streams, uh, whether that be with grants, planned giving, direct mail-outs, uh, also having funds that are raised through major gift requests, asking uh, individuals that have, have the means to be able to give money, and other other ways such as that to have a diversified funding strategy can help an organization from, from folding when one grant folds or when one donor or a few donors decide that they want to uh, put sure, their funds in a different yeah. place. So I may just need a wider repertoire of funding sources or funding ideas. You want to have a lot I of might- potatoes. So what's my rule of thumb? If I'm feeling tight, if I'm feeling constrained, there's probably avenues or sources out there that I don't know about. Yeah, I mean, well, you've mentioned four or five good ones right there. So. Yeah, well, you know, I'm like this. You want to have more than one potato. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's this famous story of uh, this one particular community that just had one potato. Severe storm came in, and when that severe storm came in, that one potato that they were relying on, they were not able to grow it anymore. Mm-hmm. And so their whole potato industry kind of folded, whereas there were there was another community that had so many different types of potatoes. They had, you know, all kinds. And so when the storm hit them, the potato that one potato was lost, but they had so many other different potatoes that they were able to, to continue to have the French fries and potatoes and the rest. So I encourage nonprofits to take this similar approach with making sure that they have many potatoes. And one of the things is either finding some information through a philanthropy library, through a consultant through individuals that can sit down and help them look at getting diversified strategies for fundraising. Okay. So that's another thing that they don't need to develop all those competencies themselves. They don't have to. And most often they will spend a lot more time and energy that may be wasted that they could either hire someone out to do that or look at some ways to get some general exposure so they they are familiar with some of the terminology and some of the general concepts, but they don't have to do it all. And and that's another common mistake with nonprofits that a lot of times uh, the executive directors or even sometimes the board feel like they have to do everything themselves. And again, no one individual is born with a nonprofit gene that knows everything about nonprofits. So it's like relying on consultants, others, experts, those that are in the field and learning from their best practices so that they can implement those strategies that are proven within in the context of their own fundraising experience. Excellent. Okay, well now what about now I've I've been in business for a while and the enterprise is a getting to a certain size. We've also got the problem where the money can feel like it's the mission itself. Oh yeah. It starts to take over, and how do you watch for that creep? And what it, what is that creep where the donors can feel it? I mean, I can feel. Yeah. It. I know I can feel. That's they're more. They need me to make a decision here about the money, and we're not talking about the good work anymore. <laughs> that's a, that's a very real issue, and one of the there there are a number of different things that can be done with it. But one of the things that I I would say first is making sure that the organization revisits its mission continuously. And that that mission is what drives their organization, that they don't move left and right 
with the mission, but the mission stays the center focus. Uh, because what happens is I, I've witnessed some nonprofit organizations that change their mission just to get a grant or mm-hmm. that change their, their mission uh, just to be able to be able to get some funds that may be limited over here, but then gone tomorrow. So one of the things that I would really, really say that can address that issue is making sure that they stay true to the mission, which means that the board has to revisit, the executive director has to revisit it, it had, the, the director has to make sure that that is sent across the board to the volunteers and staff as well. And then another thing that they can do is have a strategy from day one. And by having a strategy at the very beginning, what it does is it helps them to see these are the things that we're supposed to be doing in our fundraising efforts. So it's a map again. Then they could also devote time and energy to continue to push forward the mission of that organization versus just being so solely concerned with getting the money that the mission is placed on the back burner. Okay, so let's take that to a a complicated example and close with this. Uh, I've got a a committed donor who has been involved with me for a while and they have an idea. Okay. And they're willing to fund it, but I've got to do that idea that is a, a shift of focus for me. I'm not. I'm not against it. They're not taking over. Nothing dramatic or obvious like that. But it's it's a it's tough. Yeah, you need that money. You're not thrilled with the shift of focus, but it's it's not selling out either. How do you, how do you how does someone think that through? I think that's what I'm looking for. Is what's some criteria to think? How do you think about something like that? You know, I'm a big fan of really encouraging the funders to participate within the context of the program. And by participating, do you have some funders that are not going to be able to just come and spend hours and hours, mm-hmm. but can do site visits to the organization? They can see what's going on within the context of the organization. They can um, participate by uh, getting a chance to hear some of the stories of those that are being impacted by the organization. And then what the executive directors or board members can do is to share with them their strategic plan. This is where we're heading. This is what we've, as we reflected upon the organization, these are some of the priorities that we have as an organization. Now, the funders may be coming and trying to move the organization away from those, those areas of priorities. But what I encourage the nonprofit boards to do and the directors to do is to try as best as possible to steer the funder back toward their mission and purpose and values and see where do those two, what the funder wants to do, as well as what does the organization want, want to accomplish? What are, where, what are their priorities? And see where they blend. And where they blend, then they receive funds in those areas. Where they don't blend, they begin to look for other funders that may be a better match. No, that's good. That's helpful. So I don't have to take the donor on and I don't have to say... It's okay. We don't buy into your idea. We just You just go back to your mission and your strategic plan and exactly. look for where that would fit. And it's okay to say no sometimes. I know it may be hard to say no. you probably wouldn't get the no because in that conversation about your strategic plan, they would you would have an opportunity to converse and get their, yeah. their buy-in. Exactly. And then, and then what, if you clarify what the funder's uh, part, given priorities are, then you approach them for those particular projects in the future. But- but one of the things is like making sure that you get different funders that all funders are different and seeing how can I get a funder to, to fund something that is of interest to them as well as that's a priority for us so that our mission is not washed away simply 
by chasing the dollar. Excellent. Well, I'm afraid that's all we have time for today. Again, I'm, I'm drawn into this and want to start teasing out all sorts of implications with you. But let's tie that off there. Thank you. We're in the middle of a conversation. We're in the middle of four challenges facing not-for-profits. And next week, we're going to pick it up with how do you measure success and effectiveness yes. when, you're, when you do not have dollars as your metrics and you do not have employment contracts. So that will be interesting as well. Yes. So join us next week. Thank you for listening. And be sure to join us and participate in the conversation at boldenterprises.com. And you can find Walker Associates where, Rodney? You can go to www.waa.b as in boy, z's and zebra, and find great information there as well. Excellent. We'll see you next week. This podcast is a Bold Enterprises production.